episode 84. Welcome. This is the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast. You can find us. Oh, shoot. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> All right. Welcome. This is the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast. This is an IV Pod production. You can find us at ivpod.com. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our email is mail at ivypod.com. And yeah, that's about it. Let's begin episode 84 of the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast. Welcome, Clayton. Hi, John. I'm well, back. You're back. I'm yeah. back. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, Dana. I missed the interview. My bad. I I, I have no excuses. Well, hopefully, it'll never happen again. That reminds me. I have something for you from Dana. All right. A very Thanks, generous Dana. gift. So. That's, yes. I'm looking forward to it. Get out and use it. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I can. I'm going to mount it on the wall. Cool. It's a ah. special commemorative disc. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, maybe I'll save it then. So hello everybody, welcome to episode 84. This is, I don't know what I was going to say, but I would like to send a quick shout out to our sponsors this week. We'll have more to say about them a little bit later in the show, but thank you, Radium City Brewery, our favorite local brewery. We are partial, we have to admit it. Absolutely. Radium City, these guys are awesome. And uh, a new sponsor, Sketch Mass. This is a 3D modeling AutoCAD design thing we'll have a little bit more to talk about with that sketch mass later but yeah just want to send a quick shout out to them and also a shout out to local independent podcasts this list keeps growing clayton uh we've got hard rock radio network retro arcade my worst holiday that's a podcast right uh spark of hope podcast who um speaking of spark of hope podcast that's a future guest here coming up uh, Megan Cullen, and she's going to be coming on the show, possibly the next show or the show after that. Although I have to warn you, Clayton, there could be it's going to be very Star Wars heavy. That's all right. So I, I can I can tolerate it. I've been friends with you for a while. Yeah, all right. So that's Spark of Hope podcast. Drunken Cousins Audio Out Sessions. The LP Lunch Club. One, I'd have to apologize to Chad Ario. Three, The Hard Way is his podcast. It's been back for a little while now, and I left it off the list for past couple shows so three of the hard ways on there and then a new show that just popped up edge of your seat podcast <laughs> i love the idea of this this is a local illinois valley sarv rock area podcast focused on local sports done by brandon lachance and tony millis new, new one huh brand new and they're nice. already up brandon. to episode 13 holy cow <laughs> yeah. so brandon was he's a reporter from the news trip correct I, yes i believe okay. so interesting Cool. That's and I apologize good. ahead of time, everybody. I am fighting a nagging cough, so I am going to probably cough. He's I'm trying. Off. If I continue to drink my beer, I, <laughs> I won't cough as much, so I just have to continue to drink the beer. So, but you know, before we go any farther, because this is some serious stuff. Breaking news today: we are recording what's today, the 21st of November, 2019. There was a breaking news story in the news this morning: Chester Weger, the convicted murderer of the 1960 killings, the Star of Rock murders, the, which is sadly uh, made... I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not laughing. I'm trying, to, I'm trying not to hold back a cough. So 
That's bad, bad timing. You are trying to hold back. I'm trying. Not I'm so bit. sorry. <laughs> oh, hold on. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry. Um, so he he was convicted of the murders of the Starbrock. Thank you. He, he was actually convicted of one murder, although three people died in that event. So we, um, in, it, it, on short, in short order, we are actually able to drum up a, a world-class guest, uh, Steve Stout, the author of the Starbrock Murders book. Uh, a local fame. So Star- Steve was a, a local reporter. He's retired now, but uh, uh, we were actually, we've already pre-recorded it. So when it comes on, you know, but it, it, it's a, com- uh, a really compelling, a really good interview. He, he, uh, he just kind of, kind of gives you a little bit of background to the uh, story. And, uh, and I'm so glad, I mean, cause we, I think Clayton and I both, I think like most people around the area, we're all very conscious of the story. We know it happened, but maybe we don't know the details unless you read that the, the Star of Rock Murders book. You might not know the details of it. And there's certainly a lot of opinions on the internet right now as soon as they release that story. Sure. So most people that I've seen, a lot of people saying, oh, it's great they're freeing him. He's innocent and stuff like this. And um, <laughs> you kind of scratch your head as to where are they getting their information from. But, you know, that's the internet for you, and that's Facebook comments. Right. But so that's why it was really nice to have Steve come on and give us the guy who literally wrote the book. Right. I mean, uh, 40 years in the making, too. So, I mean, it's not like he's not uh, – he hasn't had time to think about it. He he interviewed Chester Weger. He's met the man. Uh, he's He knows family. He's actually been all over the media today. We had to tear him away from his appearance on Nancy Grace. Actually, so uh, no, that's kind of a joke. I, I want. <laughs> you've been waiting for. We've been waiting to work that in. Well, you know, she was trying to get him, but he decided to come on our show first. Um, Thanks, but, Steve. Yeah, I, I, he, he, he has he has a, a pretty strong opinion that he. It, it seems he agrees with the what the jury said and uh, the verdict of the jury, and and he, um, and he makes it. And when we talk to him, it's pretty compelling. It's it's. Um, yeah, so you're yeah, going to hear it. for yourself. So yeah, let's there's, do it. There's let's, no let's... sense in us uh, continuing to kind of pre-prime uh, ch- uh, you guys for what we think you should think. Um, I don't know. You'll listen, and um, but it, it, it and like he said, it, it, it's a it's a, a time to kind of think back about what that probably meant to the area and the time and place of everything when that occurred and all the people that have affected it. I think that's what I think Steve does best in this interview is actually kind of make. Let us not forget about the victims, the victims' families, and even uh, Chester Weger's family himself. So, uh, yeah, perfect intro. Let's play it. Here we go, everybody. Our interview with Steve Stout, author of Starve Rock Murders, coming right up. Hello, everybody. We are back, and as promised, we have a special breaking news interview. We are, we are very happy to be joined right now via cellular connection. Steve Stout, the author of The Starved Rock Murder. Steve, thank you for jumping on the show with us. Thanks for asking me to come on. Have you, have you been uh, uh, reached out to quite a bit today? Have you, anybody? Yeah, it's been a very busy day with... Uh, phone and uh, uh, radio interviews and, and different people wanting to know different certain facts about it. And then, of 
course, keeping up with all the uh, gossip and rumors on uh, Facebook, online, uh, social media and stuff. Yeah, it's been a very busy day. And cool. It's very, uh, uh, you know, uh, something that's kind of shocking when it actually happened, but really not that surprising this year. Right. It's been He's 60 been so years. Close and pre- he, uh, Weir, uh, Chester Weir has been so close to parole in previous years that it uh, was a foregone conclusion that one year will become his year. And he's what he'd been in prison for fifty-eight and a half years. Yeah, is that the longest running uh, in Illinois history? Is it or no? I don't turned? think so. I don't know the exact number. He was the longest-serving inmate at the moment. Okay, he still gotcha. is At this exact moment, uh, but uh, I don't know if there's anybody been in here lo- uh, longer than he has or not. I don't think he's quite made that record yet, but. Right. Uh, Oh, yeah, it's, a, it's it's really a shocking day, especially I feel sorry for the families, especially uh, Diane Oding, the granddaughter of one of the victims, Lillian Oding. Uh, she made a, a, an impassioned plea, I understand, to the parole board uh, yes. before their decision, and they decided to ignore her plea. So uh, I'm, I'm very upset about that. And uh, you have to think about the families, uh, right. too, you know, and I that, mean, uh, just because... From what I what I've read is the, the the jury actually thought giving him life in prison was more harsh than the electric chair. Uh, is that he true? Was, uh, per- yes, yes, that's very true. He was portrayed as an outdoorsman uh, during the trial. So uh, when the jury decided that they would not and could not uh, put uh, Chester to death for uh, the guilty plea they decided on, they decided to lock up an outdoorsman for the rest of his life in a box. And that's exactly uh, what they uh, wanted. And I stand with the jury. You know, I uh, I, I didn't I never wanted to Uyghur, uh cold or harmed or wet or tired or whatever. I I didn't want any harm to come to Uyghur. I just wanted what the jury decided. In uh, 1961, the LaSalle County was trying to kill Chester Uyghur, trying to kill them. We were trying to put him in the electric chair. Oh, wow. And so that. the jury showed more compassion to Uyghur than, than he ever showed his victims. So in many ways, well, not in many ways, the life sentence saved his life. So I guess for, for listeners that are not familiar with the story of Chester Uyghur, they, this occurred in 1960. He, three women from... Was it the suburbs of Chicago? They came down for a trip to Starve Rock to enjoy the outdoors. They went on a hike to St. Louis Canyon, one of the most beautiful places in the state, maybe even the country. Yes. And unfortunately, they did not return. They they found the bodies there, uh, bludgeoned and just well. I don't think right at the at the time. It was a couple days later. At the well, they found it because there was a snowstorm, I believe, um, and then. Because of the conditions, along with current, the medical techniques of the time, they really couldn't constitute it a rape, although from the description I read, it sure sounded like that's what it was. I mean, it sounded like, it sounded horrible. Um, well, yes, it was a robbery that got out of hand. Whatever happened afterwards is uh, up to speculation, that's for sure. Oh, okay. And, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm already, no, 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 I'm, I'm stirring the pot that, with that, rumors that, 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 and... Yeah, Paul. Sorry about that. Yeah, see that that's just going. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it, you know. Uh, it's it's uh, it, 
it doesn't matter what caused the, uh, the the crime. It's the fact that the crime happened in a place that's so beautiful, just like you said, that it's really a shame. I consider St. Louis Canyon to be an, an altar of, na- to, uh, of nature and to nature. It's just so, such a beautiful place. But uh, that one cold day in March of 1960, it became a very evil place. And that's, that was because of one man. And that man just got paroled today from prison for committing uh, the Star Rock murders. And again, I want to remind your listeners that uh, just because uh, he was paroled, that does not uh, have any influence on his guilt or innocence. Right, and I think that's uh, confused. You if you if you look at, like, Facebook, so the, the Times posted the article, and then they said, you know, comments may be used for the article. And I started combing through the, art, the article's comments a little bit, and it just seems like there's an overwhelming... Maybe not, that's not the right word, but there's a, certainly a lot of people who who will say something to the effect of, oh, he's innocent. It's good that they paroled him. And it's like, have you really read into this? I mean, I think there's a lot of definitely well, a lot of much easier to, it's much easier to type out your opinion without research than it is to research and form your opinion from the truth and facts. <laughs> you know, it all boils down to this. It's really easy. Uh, four people went into the canyon that that afternoon in March 1960, and only one came out. What, what we don't, we won't know really what happened, but what should we uh, learn uh, Learn from Chester Weger's multiple confessions? And we learned so much that could be only verified by somebody who was in the canyon at the time of the murders. That is just kind of ludicrous to, uh, to say, well, how can one unarmed man attack, intimidate, and ultimately kill three women, uh, each of whom may have been a little bit bigger than he was. Well, you know, Mr. Weir was uh, an ex-Marine. Uh, he was trained in hand-to-hand combat. He, he was uh, slight, but he was muscular. He, he was uh, not very tall, but he was strong. And those ladies, when they were confronted after they turned away from that ice fall at St. Louis Canyon to walk back up the trail, they were confronted by a man they felt, they knew, they knew he knew the park. They knew there was no running away from this guy. Whatever was going to happen was going to happen right then and there. And yeah. that's what people don't understand. You know, when women ask me uh, uh, about the case and such and say they don't believe it, I, I kind of uh, put, you know, talk back to them a little, a little bit. I said, when's the last time you took a hike in a skirt? When's the last time you took a hike in a dress? You never have, right? And they were—they weren't young. I mean, they were—they were in their fifties, right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I don't know what kind of shape they were in. It seems like a great shape. That's a difficult walk, believe me. Right from the lodge. From the lodge, that's a very long hike. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's a lot. It was a lot tougher back in 1960. The path trail into St. Louis Canyon that is now. It was a lot more difficult in 1960. Believe me. You know, because uh, I because I took I took it back in, in the early seventies before they revamped the trail, and it's it it was a tough walk just from the St. Louis uh, parking lot right there off one seventy eight. Right. But uh, from the lodge, and I've only done that once. That's a hike. That's yeah. a hike to the lodge and back. Believe it sure me. is. It is, uh, Steve. I'd, so what what kind of compelled you to write the book originally? Well, actually, it's the same thing that uh, we're talking about now. I heard so many people say, well, you know that Chester Weger didn't do it. A lot of people don't think that Mr. Weger committed the crime. So I actually said, well, I'm going to find out for myself. 
So I, when I started to look into it, I was stunned by the massive amount of publicity that this crime generated. It was really the OJ case of its day, not only here locally, of course, but statewide and uh, it was wide and uh, 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 national. It became national, and then uh, during the trial, it was an international story. But oh, wow. just, uh, it was just a real big deal. Life magazine did uh, uh, a couple feature stories on it uh, on, on the case. And, uh, people kind of forget that there was an eight-month uh, time here in the Illinois Valley where the, nobody knew who did the murders. It was eight months before they got Weger uh, to confess. So the crime happened in March. It was November before they uh, announced the arrest of Weger. And didn't it? And, uh, so and, think and of the fear, the fear, and, and I th- always think of the fear that that crime must have generated. Oh, I can imagine. I'm sure everybody was was locking up the doors during that period of time, worried that there's somebody going to be coming to their door. Um, and I bet Absolutely. I would imagine Starve Rock had very few visitors during that time period. Um, 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 yes, a lot of the guests, of course, the, the visitors dropped off, but a lot of newspaper people, uh, television, uh, newspaper and radio people moved in, uh, especially during the first few weeks of the investigation. And, and so they were still kind of busy and people did, you know, show up uh, for the morbid curiosity of being, you know, at the scene of the crime, so to speak. Sure. Is it? Is that's it, the wrong thing. Yeah. That's very, very, the one thing I want to also talk to you guys about is about, uh, the, the effect that the murders had on the park itself. Star Rock is a very safe park. It's the crown jewel of state parks, not only in Illinois, but uh, in the Midwest. I'm, I'm very fortunate to live uh, on the outskirts of, of, of Star Rock here. I just love the park. And uh, when I uh, was getting married back, before I even started uh, working on the book too seriously, uh, I had some friends. We had some friends and relatives uh, up in Chicago. And they said, well, Steve, when I told them we were going to live at Star Rock, outside Star Rock, they said, well, Steve, the reason we don't go to Star Rock anymore because once you had some murders there, I told him, well, you know, the reason I don't go to Chicago because once you had a fire. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Bad things happen in good places. Sure. Star Rock State Park is a very safe uh, park, uh, but virtually no, uh, no crime. If you keep on the trails, you're safe, and it's such a beautiful place. And uh, But the, the horror of the Star Rock murders will always be with us, even if Chester... Uh, passes away whenever he passes away. That well, that won't resolve the mystery or the mystique uh, of of the murders. There's always going to be people to say, "Well, one man could have done that." And I usually just tell them, you know, but research Richard Speck and or different cases like that where one man can create as much chaos and harm. And, and oh, and and absolutely, like you said, if a, a trained fighter, a marine could take on even more than three people. I mean, who are unskilled at fighting or defending themselves. That's, that's not even fair. Uh, I would, so that, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Three bird marchers would be real tough for one Marine to, to no. overcome with it. Was, three, was it. That's where they were out watching birds. Right. Binoculars. Sure. Just unbelievable. Yeah. We're, we're, it's so sad. It, Here we are 60 years later. We're discussing their their untimely deaths. It, it's so tragic. Exactly. I mean, and it's just something. I think it's something when you grow up around here. Since we, every I would imagine most people who live around here go out to Starved Rock as much as they can. And but unfortunately, I think everybody just knows that that's common knowledge that that happened. 
and you, you just accept it, uh, which is sad, but it's just the reality. Uh, it's it's thankfully, you know, it, the, the stigma has worn away and, and Starve Rock has, has had record numbers over the, the past few years, especially. Uh, but yeah, that, that has reverberated around the town. And I, I personally kind of wonder what's going to happen when he is out and, you know, he's out among the, amongst the public. Yeah, a lot of people online and, and different people are talking about, well, at least the, we don't have to pay for him anymore. Well, that's not true. Oh, you know, sure. These guys get out of jail. He's been in jail 60 years. He's going to live up in a home in uh, Chicago. Who, who pays for that home? Exactly. <laughs> Believe me, it's the deck players. And stuff like that. If he gets out, of, even if he gets his own place, he'll be, be on welfare and uh, such. And uh, his family could take him in. But apparently, according to the information I've received today, which might be a little bit premature, that they're not taking it. Uh, he's going to go to a, uh, I don't know if they call it a halfway house, but they're yeah, going to go for uh, a, a parole uh, uh, pro prisoners get to go, which is fine, which is good. And you know, I you, you, you can see the point of the parole board in that Chester Wigger is not a risk uh, to be uh, of any harm to people in society. I can understand that he's eighty years old and, and stuff, but that's not was that wasn't the intent of the jury. That wasn't why the jury saved Chester Wigger's life. They saved Chester Wigger's life to spend the rest of his life behind bars. That's all I think should happen. I'm not vindictive. It's not about revenge. It's about a decision that 12 people that we put in charge of this case to decide. We have to honor. They're all gone now. We have to honor their decision. And if you want verification, the appellate court approved their decision. And this case went all the way through the uh, Supreme Court. And they ruled that uh, he had a a fair and uh, and, uh, righteous trial uh, that uh, none of the evidence, uh, you know, they saw no reason to overturn the verdict. Well, right. So I there you go. One he thing every people, avenue uh, of appeals. Well, and, yeah, people uh, don't seem to. I, you, you see portrayed in so many shows where these tough cops would interrogate somebody abusively, get them to sign a paper, and then they're 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 done. They're guilty. Whereas it seems like in this case, from what I've read, the 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 gentleman who investigated Chester Weger seemed like pretty honorable men. And it's not that he uh, gave one account. He, he, he had to have confessed at least four times and took them out there and showed him, showed everybody what he did. I, I, so I guess when I see people, everybody claiming he's innocent on, online, I, I just kind of scratch my head as to where they're getting their information. Right. Well, they heard from a friend who heard it from a cousin who went with somebody who actually worked at the lodge. <laughs> You know, exactly. like that. It's always is so indirectly out of it, but it's 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 kind of you know it was it was one against three. It, it's kind of a romantic notion, but it's kind of human nature to have doubt about something so serious. And when I interviewed uh, Chester at Stateville Prison, uh, he had the benefit of the doubt sitting in the room with us because you didn't want to think that you were across the table from some man who something so horrific to anybody so he has that going for him you know and then Chester was always and will remain a sad individual for a variety of ways but he's not a framed man he's a guilty man and people should uh, not uh, spout off about this case without doing homework everybody has a right to their own opinions but they, they hurt people 
this hurts people thinking that Chester Weir is innocent or that the family did it or that uh, somebody else did it or the, some, the people were paid off or I learned everything I'd know about the case from a YouTube video. Uh, yeah. Well, that's, about, that's, though, know, that's you know, the state smoke, of Smokey's uh, relatives. That's just, that's just completely insultive uh, to the memory of the people who worked damn hard to, to, to get Weir from, uh, from stopping Weir for hurt, hurting anybody else. Right. That, people for, for forget that. I'm not going to forget that. I'm not going to let people Unfortunately, we live in a society right now where people learn a lot of things from YouTube and blogs and believe it to be true. I think it was was just a couple shows ago we were riffing on that, how people go online and suddenly they feel the earth is flat. So you just never know what people are going to learn anymore. Right. You can make it compelling. Or well, I, 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 I like to see you. I like, I like to view and see and listen to all points of view, but then that should lead you to another point of view. To make sure that the first point point of view you're listening to isn't a isn't a, a bunch of uh, baloney, and uh, I I think people are, are just in this case the people who believe that Chester Weir is uh, is innocent of this crime are just lazy. They just refuse to do the research because it's it's pretty black and white case. And I often tell people, you know, when they talk about my, my book and such, about what what do you think I, I would have made a bigger hit? If I proved that he was innocent of, of the crime and got him out of jail, do you, th- you think that would have, would have, you know, sold more, more books for me? you think I would have made a, a bigger splash? I would have became, a, you know, a little bit more uh, well-known for, for, for sobbing and you know, freeing an innocent man? I said, well, I couldn't do it. I couldn't free Chester Wigger because he's guilty. Right. right? Uh, that's a that's actually a really good point, Steve. It's, it, it, if if you're looking to sell books, you would have found a, a good reason to show that he was innocent, and and it <laughs> made that case. It would have it definitely would, have, especially today's day and age, would have sold a lot better. <laughs> you could that, reprint. Right. <laughs> and uh, you know, three uh, uh, the, the three ladies, uh, the memory of them uh, should be respected. Today, the uh, Illinois uh, State uh, uh, Prisoner. Uh, Review board did not respect the memory of those three people or the uh, existing families. So I, I will be outraged forever. But uh, I'll stand by their decision. What are we going to do? We have to stand by their decision. We put those people on the board, even though we didn't have a direct say. Right. All of us, uh, they're, they're they're appointed to the to the board, and they have families. I just question when they go home to their families tonight and say, "Oh, Papa, what did you do today?" Well, I let a guy. Uh, off uh, that uh, was convicted of murder and, and uh, uh, was thought to kill uh, two other people at the same time. So we, I let the killer of three people off today because you know what? He's an old man. Right. He right. should. He should. He, he should see the light of day. Let him use a cell phone. He's an old man. How could they say that to their families? Right. How could they sit there tonight and and look at look at their mother, look at their grandmother, look at their sister, and think? Could you see them laying in a cold canyon? Ugh. I, oh, that's a good point, Steve. Don't even want to think about that. Ugh. Oh. I, I, I know, and that's that's what that's what these people on the uh, you know thank God that we have have people on the parole board. But this wasn't a, this wasn't a, uh, a, a crime of passion. This wasn't a uh, uh, a, a drug deal. This wasn't just a you know. Uh, uh, a, a, a robbery of a, of a grocery store. You know, this was this was murder. Yeah. This was murder, and and 
it went through every channel, and like I said, it just it, it boggles the imagination. The pro board can do this uh, uh, to our community, to the to the memory of those ladies. It's it's preposterous that that we allow things like this to happen. Yeah. Well, that, that you you're making a good case for. I just did. In general, like it's uh, how to a kind of a clear cut way to kind of look at this situation, and I don't think people really sometimes take a step back and think of the victims in these situations. They just kind of like the uh, the kind of the news angle of it, and maybe uh, don't really consider everything. And I think you're you're making a compelling case, and just simply because you know the story so well, I think it it is important to remember the victims on a day like today, where that person is being released, and it seems I think that. You know, based on what I'm hearing, it it, it is it's it's a good time to remember those folks and um and and kind of and think about what you know what that would be like if you were in those shoes or if you were on that jury and what those people wanted. Um, I, you know, it's it's a it was a tough case and something that I think will probably be story will be told for another whatever hundred years, right? So, um, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I, I I have spent forty years of my life now investigating this crime. I have yet to come across any credible evidence that would prove Chester Weger innocent of this crime. Now let's step back, I'll step back for a second. Now do we have all the questions from this case answered? No, I'm, I'm never gonna say that we do. But will those answers to those questions that, that we still have answered to, will they prove Chester Weger innocent? They won't do that either. They're just questions. They're just questions of things we don't know what happened. But the point of it is, I don't think the answers find out will solve. Uh, uh, will will make a different solution to this case. It won't because Chester Weger did it. He did it the way he said he did it. It can be verified by a, a various points and, and evidence he left behind in the uh, in the canyon. And plus the fact he he confessed at least multiple times, uh, eight, uh, nine times, plus a reenactment of the case in oh, front wow. of dozens of newspaper reporters and radio reporters and photographers, where any any time during that that reenactment he could have turned to that crowd of journalists and said, well, "Listen, they're making me say this. Well, listen, they're telling me what to do here," uh, but that's not true. Because he never did it. You know why? Any, everybody who was in that canyon watching Weger reenact how he how he killed the murder murder uh, murdered victims by himself uh, said that Chester Weger was leaving that parade. Nobody was feeding him information. Nobody was telling him what to say or do anything. He what? showed the world how he committed those murders, and yet people look at it and says, "Well, I believe he was forced to do that." Who? Who does that? When it's it, not like it, it imagination. It's not like they put the B team on this either. I mean, there was local authorities, state authorities, authorities from Chicago that came down to help out. I mean, there's a lot of very smart and well, you know, individuals who came and worked this case. So it, yes, it, a lot of mistakes were made. A lot of uh, mistakes were made in the cases and, and such, but uh, still, it it it. Still had a. Uh, it should have been solved much faster than it was, but it still uh, came to a, a conclusion. And uh, the, the whole point of solving crimes is to prevent future crimes, and that's what uh, 
the good uh, officials of South County did, and with the help of the state and uh, police and uh, a lot of other investigating uh, agencies, that's for sure. Well, you can't argue with that. I mean, after that that verdict, there was never a murderer ever again. That's <laughs> so, true. <laughs> but I mean, that that in itself, uh, to me, is it says something. I mean, because more people could have died uh, at the at the hands of him. So. If it wasn't him, that's too, right? Of course. If it was another yeah. random. Well, people murder. don't forget the, the reasons we solve crimes is to prevent future crimes. I mean, yes, it's to punish the guilty, of course, and that is. But really, we want to get the guilty to stop whoever's guilty from committing further crimes. And and that's the point. But we were all made safer by the Star Rock murders. The lessons uh, from the mistakes that the state police made in their initial investigation changed the way they investigate crime. The state of Illinois actually revamped their entire state crime lab after this case from the mistakes they made in this case. And more money and manpower was poured into that agency, making it one of the top uh, state investigative units uh, in, in America, which means the world, of course. But that can be traced back to the Strand Rock murders. I was at some kind of at the Prue Mall year decades ago, 20, 30 years ago. It was like Law Day or something. They had a booth set up by the Illinois State Crime Lab uh, at the Prue Mall. I just walked up to the guy, you know, and I just asked him, and, looked, and he was just promoting his agencies and stuff. I said, well, tell me a little bit about the history of the agency. And he goes, well, we just consider ourselves to go back to the Star Rock murder case. So, hey, didn't that happen around here? Oh, wow. I go, that's a good answer for me. That's <laughs> a very damn good answer for me. Wow. And and that, that, that's the truth. And so, so even the guys who, who who worked there knew the history of the agency. That that really that the, the high school of the, uh, the the state crime lab at the time was no better than a high school biology laboratory. Very primitive, very crude, and stuff like that. So we're all safe because of the Star Rock murder case. Has a lot. You can compare that to the Cherry Mine disaster too. My other historical story is because there was a lot of safety regulations that saved more miners than actually that the disaster cost. The, 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 uh, and workman compensation came from that. So these take some horrible event, the Cherry Mine disaster, Star Rock murders, to to actually teach a lesson to society and how to make us all safer and have better lives. And that's what both of these stories have done. But it's hard to see that past the emotional aspect of, of, of a triple homicide. I understand that. But, you know, I've, I've thought long and hard about this. Well, we very, very long. Yes. yes. Well, we appreciate that, Stephen. We we appreciate the work you've done. And, and we totally just thank you so much for for popping on with us and and giving us your take, I you know I I know for me, having just more or less the knowledge of reading a few things here and there and talking to people about it, it's one of those things that I just didn't spend a lot. I was conscious of it, but hadn't really thought too much about it. And just listening to you talk about it and the conviction you have, and knowing that you've done your homework, it really helps. And and I. I for me personally, and I think a lot of our listeners will feel the same way. So, really appreciate you coming on and 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 talking with us. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, spreading truths about a uh, very sad story. Is there anything before we let you go? Is is there? Can you direct us to anything specific that y- you might want people to 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 reach out to? I mean, 
I would imagine Starved Rock Murders, if they're interested, they probably could get that on at any local bookstore or probably Amazon. It's out of print, but they still have some in the libraries and stuff, but it will be reprinting in the future, that's for sure. Uh, I just want people to remember that. Also, let's, let's, like, I like the, when, when one of you guys said, uh, let's step back a moment. Let's step, step back and think about Uyghur's family just for a second before I go. Uh, this is a tragedy to that family as much as it was to victims. Let's, yeah. let's just be honest. He with had that. two children. Uh, right? They had to live, live with their, with their son, their brother, their husband, their father in jail for 60 years. Yes, he's guilty. Yes, he deserved it. Yes, he did it. Let's get past that and think about the, the, uh, tragedy that, that that took out of their in their lives and people never think about it and they never do and that's that's just as bad as anything else i i would imagine but i i, I think of that often it, it's it's a tragedy for the uh for the uh convicted man's family as much as it is for the uh, murdered family that's for sure and uh i was really honored to be talking to uh, one of the granddaughters uh, of one of the victims today, and she, uh, after she gave her impassioned plea to the uh, to the parole board, and I just imagined her pain, and I'm sure there was pain in Weir's uh, family when he was convicted back in 1961. So, oh, of course, let's remember that. All right, good well, point, Steve. That's, that's that. Yes, thank you. Uh, thanks. Thanks so much, Steve, for coming on. And uh, hey, anytime I can help you guys out, it's been it's been interesting. And uh, let's talk about something else uh, in the near future. Yeah, yes, we, we would love to have a much more light-hearted. uplifting, lighthearted, and fun talk with you. So hey, let's, let's you made us famous to begin with. You you put us in the newspaper. You're the first one to to bring us to light, right? If I remember, that was yeah, a long time ago. nine years ago. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, thanks for remembering that. I remember it. So uh, thanks for remembering that. But yeah, let's let's talk about something else real soon, okay? Yeah, appreciate it. Let's do it. All right. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye. Yeah. Okay, we are back. We we hope you enjoyed that interview and found it as compelling and almost just flat out riveting. I mean, we're sitting here listening to Steve talk and we're just like Clayton looked over at me like we're getting goosebumps just listening to him to tell this story. It's uh it's something everybody should be aware of. So I, I do hope that people tune in or if they don't tune in, you know, just just read more info about it. I mean that we do have a culture right now of reading headlines and making judgments based on headlines. I mean, do look into this because it's it's uh it's something I think especially if you're from the Illinois Valley, uh, from Starve Rock area, or you you used to be you lived around here. I think it's something you should know about. It's not a good thing, but like like Steve said, it has caused a lot of good things. Despite the tragedy of it, it has caused major improvements in, in how some of the law enforcement has has handled these sorts of cases. So. You know, we have to look at the good that comes out of everything. So, mm-hmm. so well, thanks again to Steve for coming on the show. Let's now lighten up things. What should we do? Well, uh, before we go any farther, we mentioned them at the beginning of the show, Radium City Brewery. Hey, they got Davenporter out right now, which is one of their top-notch dark beers. Really? Go out and get you one. Yeah. 
Oh, have you? I don't know if you've heard. I it, but don't think. Don't think I've had a had, Davenport. It's, it's really. I've good. had one of their. Don't they have another porter? I feel like they do. I don't know that that maybe I, I actually I was because I was looking through what they have out right now and that's okay. just their the it's a porter a so we we know there's there, nano there's, brooms which the, is another one they've had nano that brooms? On, yeah it's a, a session IPA they have that they had that one at Uptown I'm not sure if it's still there but they have it at Carson's Tap House it looks like there's a lot of places you can Morris. get Radium City I mean I I assume I mean their website I, mean, I can't even list them all there's so many different places Shakers in Ottawa Red Dog Lone Buffalo bash uptown social kitchen ninth street pub i mean it's a pretty long list and um you can get the bombers as well at local yeah. places so check out radium city i mean we've we've talked about them ad nauseum we've we've had them on the show we've we've been lucky enough to go to their brewery and taste the beer fresh out of the tap which quite possibly before it was even right before they were even released we got oh my god I, remember, I don't know that i've ever had a beer that good <laughs> it was just so uh, yeah it's true it's like well if there was a definition of fresh that was it yeah <laughs> and it was so, so it was awesome yeah thanks. either way yeah. radium city great beer great local beer we are very partial we know but i can't it is you know i think I speak for Clayton and I. It's the best local beer you're gonna find, probably, and not just local beer. I mean, it's it's it, that extends yeah. pretty far out. I mean, it's just a damn good beer. That's right. Uh, the other one today is Sketch Mass. This is something new. I'm just sort of throwing against the wall. This is kind of a personal project of me, of mine, John. That is, uh, Sketch Mass is a 3D modeling service slash AutoCAD slash design. You know. It's sort of intended if you've got an idea you're kicking around and you need a little help getting it into the 3D space or the 2D space in a computer into a form format and drawings that, you know, just so you can try to prototype it or or, or give it a shot and, and take it, even if you needed help, bringing it to people who, who can make it for you. This is, this, this is an idea I'm trying out. Don't know if it's going to go anywhere, but... So if, if someone... What what would you think would be the ideal person that would come to you with an idea for your sketch mass? What would they well, what would be, they ask for? Well, if someone had a halfway fleshed out idea, just a thought, a design, maybe something they penciled on a piece of napkin, uh, they could bring that to me, and I could sit down. That's the thing. You can go online and find modelers and people who do this type of stuff. Actually, it's c- kind of common now. At one time, it wasn't. Now it's common to find freelancers and and online, all that kind of stuff. But what I'm offering would be just a person here local to the area. So someone who would sit down with you, go through it, give you ideas, give you someone to bounce ideas off of, maybe give you a a viewpoint on something that you hadn't thought of, and then we we can work through it, make the 3D models, and then if it's at the point where they want to turn it into something, you could, I could just flesh it out, the design, and we can make it. Okay. For reals, so that's so. It, it at the very low end, it could be just somebody with a with an idea. Uh, that's kind of where I was starting. I okay. suppose it could expand past that. I want to start simple, right? <laughs> that's what's just uh, some maybe a little CAD help or something with to get a yeah. drawing, help you get a drawing or something. Okay, yeah, got it. I, I do have four kids, so I don't really yeah. have a ton of time. But so you're always to, looking to stretch yourself thinner, though. I do have a tendency <laughs> to do that. So <laughs> I mean, so, sketch, not, right? and if you're interested in this whole idea, the sketch mask thing, like I said, it's very new. So you may reach out to me through the podcast. If you if you're interested, uh, so that's about it for our sponsors this week, and yeah, 
what do you want to talk about? Do you want to jump into any of these news stories? You want to talk about pod you've been listening to? What? It's wide open this week. Yeah, we we uh, we stumbled into the Chester Weger story came about today, and we we were like, well, let's see if we could if we could get Steve Stout. That would yeah, be killer. It was just a- we we're looking to do a show, and we were kind of going to do an old fashioned uh, pod talk, local news, exactly. And uh, we so we were able to get that that one, and I'm glad we did. Um, we did have some other cool news stories. Let's do that. Then we could talk a little pod. Okay. Um, I, I really liked seeing that this. There was a story on the 18th uh, that Brent Bader wrote um, from the Times about Roger Am, and he was the music teacher in Ottawa. Uh, okay. He won a local or he won an Emmy Award for a documentary he worked on with um, uh, Kane Farabaugh and and on World War One. It was called a Golden Cross, a Golden Cross to Bear, a story of the 33rd Division in World War One. He seems surprised by winning it, but that that one's really cool because he's um, a genuinely nice guy. What did, I don't know how many music awards did they win in a row, like nineteen or did 16? they really? Yeah, like for state first place finishes for music or something. Okay. I believe under his direction. I don't know. Maybe it was the choir. Shoot, I wish I knew more. Um, yeah, but, uh, all I know is I I, I um, Kane Farabaugh's kids were in daycare with mine in Ottawa, and then. Uh, I ended up doing a trivia. We got put together with some random people, like friends of friends kind of thing, and uh, ended up being with Roger. Oh, and, neat. And, and I thought that was kind of a small world. And then uh, we did the Tyler M. We had him on right. uh, for his movie. Uh, the River City Panic. Yeah. And that we went to the to premiere. and That was fun. It was. And it was actually, I, I didn't mean to be too... Uh, complimentary, but it was good. It was really good. I enjoyed yeah. the film. I actually recall it occasionally. I'm like, I actually have recall. I was like, I remember that, and I had this part, and I liked the way they did this or that. Yeah, and, um, it was really cool. So, um, yeah, I thought that one was worth bringing up. It, it was. It, it was interesting. It was kind of um had family ties to him uh, relating to his grandfather. So, um, the award ceremony was held in Chicago. Um, it was the yeah. It, it's just really cool um he seemed surprised by it so i just thought that one was worth bringing up good excellent what else we got we got the wlpo wajk and the wolf got sold but they're staying local okay so so there's a new media company is that this is starbrock media right so is this a um it's not a a conglomerate type thing it's it's i don't think so in fact i thought i saw in the, the article that john spencer of WLPO fame might be the owner of Star Rock. Again, we probably should have did, it, done no, our No, you're homework. right. It says, I was, uh, Kathy and I were thrilled when Steve Vogler and John Spencer approached us last year about purchasing, purchasing the stations and keeping them under local ownership. So, so you're that's dead excellent. right. So that was a quote from um, Joyce McCullough, who was the, the, from the Miller Media Group, right? So okay. that's what that they sold it off to. So, so that's, uh, a, that's, that's good. Keep those stations local. I mean, yeah. those, are, those are cornerstones, especially WLPO. That's I mean, a tough racket right now. I mean, any local media, whether it be newspaper or radio, I mean, it's just a tough business to be in. So, and I, I like what I like that WLPO is. They've held on to their morning show. Like so many stations have either abolished talk radio or they've switched to big syndicated radio. Right. They've hung in there and they still got Rod Dorson cranking it out every morning. So. Like him, I know people have strong opinions about Rod, but you, you got to give him credit. I mean, he's been doing it all this time. He's is an award-winning broadcaster, and 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 he's a cornerstone for our local area media. So th- 
this is good news that this is going to continue on. So mm-hmm. WLPO, WAJK, and the Wolf are in safe hands. Good. Nice. I had a story on here about a new Apple coming, but I lost it. There's another uh, new, new Apple new coming bro- to the grocery stores. There's a lot of them. Like the whole business of apples is really interesting. How they, they I think that's a planet money, maybe. Yeah, they there talk must about? be because I, I think I listened to it too. It was in Washington State where they just keep trying different thousands varieties. of varieties yeah. and. Maybe for every 1,000 varieties they try, they might get one. Right. That well, the works. commercial viability, viability of them is what really matters most, right? So well, um, the interesting if, thing, though, is not just apples; it's it's the banana industry well, because, right now. Because they're they're in, I mean they're on the verge of it could be extinct, right? Right. Because unlike apples, where we go to the store and there's all these different varieties, there's one variety right. of banana, and it's got a fungus problem. There's, there's right? a there's a disease that's spreading. Yeah. And it, it's potentially going to be catastrophic for that form of banana. So they're really, they're trying to act quick to find a replacement, yeah. which you wouldn't think would be so hard. But I guess when they've standardized on the single banana strain, I don't know. I mean, right. in, the, in, the, in the world right now we live in with CRISPR and all these gene editing techniques, it feels like something they should be able to take care right. of. Let's just make a better banana. Yeah. <laughs> why, why not, right? Um, yeah, so, yeah, so give me yeah. one. Yeah. John and I are having a couple beers. <laughs> I'm trying to fight a cough with beer. Yeah, it's Thursday. So it's bad. I'm sorry, everybody. I was probably annoying the crap out of people. Oh, it's about two weeks in the making. Two weeks in the making. Yeah, That's... it's whatever. I was going to, I don't know, do you want to talk pod or you want to talk any? We Let's got do... the holidays coming up. I mean, should we talk about any of that kind of stuff? I'm open to anything, John. I think we're, I think we hit on our local news stories. There was some good stuff going on and then. But I got nothing else. I mean, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to talk about. I mean, Thanksgiving's next week. You know, people are probably getting pumped about Black Friday kind of things. I'm, for me, Black Friday is always decorating. Oh, so right. I, I always go new pack. house. Have you figured new that house? Out yet? I've got a plan. Yeah, a diagram. I have a yeah. I do have one. I've got, I've got a plan. I'm my my only thing this year is I've fallen off of every house roof that I've lived in, so I'm hoping that. The statistics don't continue, and I fall off. Do you this wear room. so? Can you? And this may sound crazy to you, but have you considered like a harness of some sort? No. Okay, you should. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I work. I work in the mining industry. So Steve Stout brought it up on our call with him earlier, like this cherry mine disaster, right? And like right. safety. Yeah, and we and so because I work, even though I only work in, I work in a lab. I still work in the mining industry, so we we really uh, and. and sounds nuts but i mean in general like we we talk a lot about that safety stuff and i mean uh three points of contact um if you're if you're gonna be working from heights you need fall protection um all that stuff and you're you even though you've fallen off of three two roofs two roofs yeah. um still nothing <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, no, <laughs> actually my plan this year is 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 I'm actually going to avoid going on the roof. Okay. I've got a very ground-based display. Okay. Are you going to use, like, the projectors? Or? A little bit. They will okay. complement the ground display. Okay. So that's That's a good call. I mean, yeah. but you could you could probably rig up something to where, I don't know, where hopefully if, if you do lose your... It, the problem is probably how you use your ladders, I'm guessing. You probably are reaching and doing all kinds of stuff like that in the past. Is that what caused you to wipe out or... Well, technically... I fell off the roofs. I wasn't even, I wasn't even really decorating. I was just the first time it happened. It was at my parents' house. I remember that story. And I was 
you being fell, careless. I, you I had fell gone, through a tree. I fell through a tree and two stories down. I mean, it was really high, probably 20 feet flat on my back. Thankfully, I landed in dirt. So that kind of, you know, that helped a little bit with softening the blow. But the doctor, I did go to see a doctor afterward. And they told me that if I, it's that point, I was, you know, I was probably 17 years old. Yeah. And I was in probably the best shape of my life at Green the time. Bones, yeah. And he told me, he's like, you know, if you weren't in such good shape right now, those results would probably be different. But another thing, I think the fact that I grew up wanting to be a stuntman and constantly falling Ro- rolling and rolling downstairs <laughs> and falling off ladders intentionally, yeah. it, it, it's, I'm not trying to pretend like people should do that, but it does create muscle memory. I mean, that's something... So you learn how to fall. Right. And, and muscle memory is a real thing because like, they teach that in martial arts. Like they, That's why when you take martial arts, you'll do certain motions... You'll just do them over and over and over, and you'll drill them over and over and over again so that when you actually have to use it in a real situation, you don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, I, I've benefited from that in that when I've had been in these situations, my body has just sort of reacted. Sure. Because the, t- the time I fell off my house on 7th Street in Peru, I, the gutter gave way, and I <laughs> went head first off the roof. And I just, without I instinctually rolled in midair and landed on my feet and then barreled barrel rolled on the ground and nothing no <laughs> and injury. i was fine yeah. <laughs> how far, my, how far my, up that's two stories too that, that, no that was more like uh, that was only about 12 feet oh, okay uh, but what is it how, what percentage of falls over six feet are deadly right, right? that's true now that one the one off my parents house which was the that one was painful yeah uh the because you fell pretty much flat I, on your back yeah the the, the one you of didn't my hit your head or nothing though n- I, no okay i don't think so wow because that's that's like the big fear i mean if you don't break something you crack your skull right i, mean, I think it, i was lucky i fell on that one I, I fell in dirt so yeah. i was very lucky but it's just yeah, okay but my neighbor came over over after i fell and did the flip and she's like oh my god what what just happened you know hey, are you okay i'm like oh, i think i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> I, totally, I believe it actually and the story is true this is not fabricated at all i because why would you put oh my gosh yeah, either way, That's I, it. I would encourage you to try to try to at least do something to if you are going to be. I'm going to play it safe. Roof. Yeah, I'm going to play it safe and just keep it ground based. I got a plan, so it's not really a story, but that's kind of my plans for the holidays coming up. Is uh, I got some decorating to do. I, yeah, I've never I've never hung Christmas lights on my house. I kinda, Nothing. Yeah, I've caught uh, some crap for it from people before. <laughs> uh, Pete. Uh, friend, yeah, he's like, you don't have anything. And I was like, yeah, I don't put really. up a Festivus pole. Nothing. I mean, we've we we put up a Christmas tree on the inside, but I've never done lights. Yeah. Just I don't know, and, and I should have. Especially our house in Ottawa would have looked great with some icicle lights or whatever. Yeah, it would have been a really nice house and it's a really good presentation. But I just I don't know. I celebrate on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. I, I don't know. Get busy with kids and stuff. It's like I don't know. Then I might not take them down in a timely manner. You know, it's always a million reasons uh, not to do something, right? So, yeah. Well, I think for me, it's like moving to a new house. I'm kind of excited to do yeah. something new. Yeah, but yeah, I could do something. Well, we'll see. So maybe, come on, maybe Clayton, maybe get, get to motivate it. me into it. I, All I don't right. Know. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've. Yeah, you want to talk a little pod? Sure. What do you got? Well, what have you been listening to? <coughs> Here I go again. Oh, geez. oh God, I'm sorry. I've been, well, I, let's let's pull up the the player. I think 
you know, I think I actually talked about it a little bit with Dana. We, yeah, I, I, I know I brought this up, but I'll bring it up again because I'm a fan. Mobituaries with Mo, Mo Rocca. Okay. I, I, I'm a big fan. I saw you know, back when he was on The Daily Show. Right. Way back when we were like in college. He has a cooking he, show too. He's got a cooking show, really? I swear, like a recipe show. I did not know that. Okay, go ahead. Well, no, he. Uh, so I, I just, I've enjoyed him way back. Going back, remember he came to U of I, and gave a talk, and he was hilarious. It was just like a news comedy stand-up really? routine Please. at Follinger Hall. It was, which is just kind of a, it's a big but not really big. It's that same hall we saw, we saw Guster. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I've been there. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's got a, That was amazing, actually, yeah. to see Guster at that yeah. that place. That was awesome. I've seen them a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah, cool. But anyway, yeah, that would be a. That's one that I've been listening to. There's a new. I, again, I mentioned this. I think last time Dan Carlin's got his new one, but I just haven't listened to it yet because it's like five hours, uh, and I those still, are intimidating. All the I got to have a big project for that. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, I mean, I, I listened to Rogan. Yeah, he's had some good up. Ep- he's had some good guests on lately. I'm trying to think if there's one in particular. I don't know. Freakonomics and is and Planet Money have been my go-to. Not really anything particular, like one episode I would say to to check out. What about you? What have you been listening to? Uh a lot of the same. I mean, um, Malcolm Gladwell was on with Rogan. That was a good. Oh, one. I haven't listened to that yet. How was that? It's good. I got to get his new book, Gladwell's yeah. new book. So I'm, I'm a huge Gladwell fan. I mean, I, Malcolm, I, I just tremendous makes you changes the way you think in some ways, and and just a tremendous author. Well, his he, um, that's really a, that's it's he's in between seasons, but revisionist history is one of oh, my favorite podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. So other pod, the Rewatchables podcast uh, off the Ringer Network, Bill Simmons. Um, it's just they talk about a movie. Hmm. So what's great about it is it's not timely, which sounds odd, but like they did a Bloodsport rewatch. Nice. And I don't know if everybody... And they just sit there, watch the movie and comment on it? No, it's not even that. They just talk about it. Okay. So they And they have sort of a structure that they follow. So it'll be like, you know, okay, here's who could have, who was also uh, up for the part, you know, for certain parts, you know, Van Damme. That was the only, there's only one Van Damme yeah. for Bloodsport. But, you know, like Anchorman, or actually, I don't know if they did Anchorman yet. They might be saving that one. But like um, The Hangover or any of the comedies from the aughts, you know. Um, I'll have to check like, that out. They cause... did Pretty Woman. They've done, um, like, all these movies, like, just, and it doesn't, it could be from <coughs> long ago or it could be from more recent times, like Gone Girl. I got my wife listening to them, which is great, because now we have something, you know, we can... It's funny because we like. Did you listen to whatever yeah. episode? And she she seems to be really enjoying it. Um, I downloaded. I took a trip. I had to go travel for work last week, so I downloaded and listened to a bunch of them. Um, and cool. I just find them. They're an hour, an hour and fifteen, twenty minutes long, and they're all really good. I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, I That's think like it, the, a show like that that I used to listen to is called Film Sack. It's a Scott Johnson podcast. Sure. But I kind of stopped listening to it because they were getting so nitpicky. That's, about, that's about one stuff. of the things they they talk about in, in the uh, rewatchables is they pick some nits. They, what is that? Com- what do you mean? They, they complain about the movie. Oh, okay. Right. They, so yeah, as long as they don't go exce- over the yeah, as long as they don't go over the top. But the know? reason the reason this is like the reason they're talking about it is because they like it. They don't pick yeah. like crappy movies. They pick like movies that they truly enjoy. And yes, they they talk about things that didn't age well. Oh they yeah, talk yeah. About, which is great. Um, 
it, or or not. I mean, it just depends. I was on what surprised. It is. We were talking about before the show because I have a, put up a poster of Rambo right on on my in my basement, and I watched that the first Blood with my twelve year old, and that movie is aged well. I mean, it's isn't a, it's that a, isn't that wild how some things do? Oh, there it is. <laughs> There's Bill Burr. Um, I'm, I'm I'm flipping through my episodes. Yeah, that a certain episode, certain movies. It can hold on well, and yeah. then other ones where you're like, oof, you couldn't make that joke today. Well, that's more uh, of it. It seems like comedies, more you, than anything, don't right. age well. Right, and I think, uh, for sure. Uh, like, yeah. what was it? I think I think like Eddie Murphy's Raw. <laughs> yeah. If you watch that it's today, and it, doesn't, it doesn't feel the same as Sha- it did back then. Yeah, there's a Shawshank Redemption one. Oh, God, yeah. It's so good. Um what do I got here? That's Blood. something that I wanted to actually bring up, or maybe I did bring it up. I don't even remember. But when I thought, when I first heard about Uyghur getting out, I thought of Shawshank yeah. Redemption and him becoming institutionalized, and when he gets out, right. not working out so well. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Hangover that was a good one. I already Mean Girls. I don't know if you ever watched that movie, but it's spectacular. Oh yeah, well, Amanda, that's it's, one of her it's favorites. Really so I've good. watched that several times. I did. I did the Pretty Woman one. Uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Which there's some random ones on here, but like. It's there's so many of them, old school. Um, old school parts of that didn't age so well. A hangover part. Old school didn't uh, hang. Well, that hangover like him, him like you know, dosing the guys and like parts like that that didn't. Oh, the part uh, that old did. School, old, school. Part, old school with him getting shot in the neck. Yeah. That has aged well. That's yeah. still hilarious. <laughs> One of the best Anything. parts ever. Yeah. Uh, Dazed, that's a that's a thing. Confused, at- taken. The Taken podcast. Taken. I don't think I've ever seen with Liam Neeson. Yeah, you've never seen Taken. I haven't seen it. You should. It's it's actually it's probably like ninety minutes of. I it was one of those I would have never watched it except for like I just was kind of was I first started dating Stephanie. We're hanging out with with a group of people. Uh, actually, just another couple. They're like, "Hey, I got this movie. You guys want to watch?" I was like, "Whatever, dude. I don't yeah. care." And we watched it, and by the end of it, I was pumped. Nice. Was like, that was awesome. Wow, what a movie. That was fantastic. Cool. Holy cow. That was only 90 minutes. Oh, it's one of those. It's yeah, so fast. good from start to finish, and you're like, holy cow, good driving sequences, like everything across the board. So I didn't mean to carry on and on about this one, but um, Die Hard. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's an easy one to talk so, there about. There you go. There, I'm, I'll talk about that one enough. But I also did the Dave Chang show. I think I brought this one up on a last uh, previous episodes, too. Um, I find him like really motivational. He's not afraid to talk about mental health issues and stuff like that. Um, he's a chef. Um, he was on the mind of a chef. I, it was a PBS show. Hmm. Um, and he, he talks a lot about like, especially mental health in the, the food industry, because it's, it's a pretty big in, in kitchens. Like a lot of the chefs and like a lot of those people, it's one of the hardest industries to really be healthy and work in because it doesn't oh. pay really well. You work stupid hours. Um, it's hard to have any normalcy, like family wise, but um, he he's he talks about like he he always applies everything he's dealing with to back to the cooking and kitchen and, and he'll apply it to sports hmm. or a different say and he I don't know he's just certain guests that he has on I find like uh, he he's just incredibly interesting he was he's kind of a um, it's just a really interesting it very intelligent man like um, he's Asian Asian American Korean so he's kind of a a little bit of immigrant kind of just discussion about like how foods and, and 
uh, some of the some of the stuff like one of the things that he made me think about was like why do we put certain foods in certain areas in grocery stores and like how there's some little rice, racist undertones with certain things really like, well why would you put crumbly cheese like queso like like the mexican cheese why does it have to be in its own section why can't it just be with the rest of the cheese it's not any, oh. you know what i mean little basic stuff like that well it's not it's cheese. It's cheese is cheese is cheese. I didn't even realize it was in a different it w- section. Would it, well, like, I was just like at high V, but this was like an example he brought up, and I was trying to find it one day, and then I realized it was like, oh, it's with the ethnic food. It was like, <laughs> well, okay. And that, that sounds nuts, but there's some truth to it. It's like, oh, but that's different. You know, uh, and like gotcha. and things like that. I, I don't know, but I, I've enjoyed uh, his shows and in a, in a handful of them. I'm, I'm gonna, trying to think of one specifically, but. You got anything else, John? <laughs> Not podcast related. You know, we uh, a lot. Of, I watch a lot more YouTube than I used to watch. It's funny. I used to make fun of YouTube to a certain extent, but now I, I find myself watching it a lot more than like if it's late at night and I'm tired and I just want to watch something. I don't want to watch a full show on Netflix. Yeah, you know. So, but I just want to watch some little 10, 20 minute thing. Did you watch so hot, I, hot ones ever? I do watch hot ones. I'm a big fan the of that. The hot ones with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin was good. He took it like a champ. Did he? He was awesome. Who was it who took it? Not so good. There's a, there's those, so many. Those are the best ones. There, there's so many. Uh, the, yeah, the hot ones are. I'm a big fan of One the of hot the, ones. Uh, the Indian woman, she's a top chef. Um, she she went through all ten and didn't even blush. Wow. And I can't I can't think of her name, but she's gorgeous. And I, but she was just like she just ate them, and she was like, "Well, this one doesn't taste very good." <laughs> and it was like it was like the eighth hottest one, you know? Like, yeah. Or, well, the, we, uh, or the the third hottest, I guess you'd say. Or he's it, really come along because he's doing segments on all the like national talk shows now. Is he really hot ones? They'll have like Sean Sean Meyer. No, Sean. Oh shoot! I'm gonna have to look. He's it up. he's um. He's a Chicago guy, actually, <laughs> believe it or not. I'm gonna look it up. It's gonna bother me. So there's a from so I was saying the episodes of uh the Dave Chang show that I like. One of them was with Sean Brock, who's another Sean guy. Evans. Oh, Sean Evans. So yeah, it's funny that I said just said Sean Brock. Sean Brock was another chef that was on the mind of a chef. He has a new cookbook out. Um, that looks pretty good too. So, but Sean Evans is the the hot ones, hot ones Oops, guy. Which, yeah, he's, he's becoming. He's kind of getting big just on his own. I've actually he heard him it's as awesome. a guest on another podcast. Okay, like, or not another podcast on, on a podcast as just a guy. He just came on. So, I uh, enjoy. You know, if you watch, so on the smart TV, if you watch one YouTube video, suddenly you're getting suggested videos mm-hmm. left and right, and um, SNL. We were you were just mentioning Will Ferrell, and I get I get constant like things that want me to watch like Will Ferrell best of. So me and the boys watch those a lot, and as a result, it's become (coughs) it's become kind of a thing where we keep yelling at each other, "Get off the shed!" I don't know if you remember those skits where like his kids on the shed, or at least he thinks it's his kid, yeah, and they're having a conversation with the with their friends, and it's like. I will break you in half if you don't get off the shed. <laughs> so now my kids are constantly yelling at me, That's get hilarious. off the shed. And the funny thing, though, is my four-year-old saw, he, she, he was watching it too, and 
he, he doesn't talk as well. He's four years old. So he says, get off the shit. Yeah. Like, hey, shed. Hey. It's shed. 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 Yeah, so we have to mouth. He doesn't. So I don't, I don't make it known that he's saying a bad word, but I have to just... Shed. lightly correct Shed. him without yeah. making a big deal exactly out of yeah. yes <laughs> that's the key to, to to um not getting your kids to your kids not knowing that you just swore in front right of them. don't make a big deal about just, it just just or even if they do you're just like yeah well there you go right yeah <laughs> it's lessons in parenting <laughs> that's funny yeah sean evans was on uh your mom's house with uh tom Segura and christina Bazinski, okay. So they just thought that was. I, I knew I heard him on something. So yeah, there's it, podcasts have come so long, like are so far along. I think it, it it's just there's so many of them out there. It's almost hard to keep track. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I still I still like I have probably like ten or twelve that I go to. Um. And it, it kind of is always evolving. Um. But I enjoyed the. Uh, did you listen to the? Edward Norton on Joe Rogan. I did. I listened That's in a the good same one. in the same day. I listened to him on Marin too. Oh, was he? Yeah, and I, John Goodman was on Marin too recently. Oh, someone cool. you don't see making the no, podcast rounds. No. He's an interesting fella, like St. Louis guy. Yeah, uh, really kind of interesting. His dad died when he was young. Like the Edward just, Norton one, it kind of jumped out at me just because I have such, you know, he's his his career is kind of going up and down. He, he's as well well read. Dude, uh, yeah. and for me, Fight Club was kind of like this cornerstone type movie that I saw, and I've always just enjoyed that movie. So I just watched most of it like last week, and when I was trapped in a hotel room in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. what did you think watching it now at this point it's great. in your life? It's so, still, it's yeah, still fantastic. Good? Yeah, it's, it's still it's a good. Movie. It's actually better. Is it? Huh. Yeah, I, I just especially now that I'm not like dumb as dumb as i was when i was whatever 19 or 18 when i first saw it well, that, it, didn't, it didn't make any sense to me i didn't get it at all like well it went, most of it went right over my head the problem i had with that movie was if you see it as an 18 or 19 year old you know as an 18 you or 19 fight. year old <laughs> you're not quite right-minded i right. mean when you're 18 19 years old especially as a boy you know you're the hormones pumping through your body Make you feel invincible to begin with, right? Like I, th- I could take a punch, or you so, want to at least think you can. And then some of the themes in that movie were not necessarily the best thing for me, probably to to latch on to, right? As a young, well, you missed the person. point, probably, right? Probably, you know. But yeah, what's the last time you watched it? Ah, uh, it's been a while. Has I don't it? know. Yeah, it's, it's been a really it's while. It's pretty phenomenal. Coincidentally, my firstborn child is named Tyler. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow what's yeah. this middle not dirt no no, no, no. <laughs> but that's funny um yeah no that's that's a yeah, it's really well well done I, it was it was just on i was like all right well this kind of takes care of the next hour and a half for me i kind of caught it like 20 30 minutes in. i was like i don't need to change the channel from there's here. some people who well go on twitter and you're gonna find somebody who hates everything but there's some people who really hate joe rogan and the funny thing is like they'll, if you listen to him, you'll see that he doesn't really sway one way or another political. People attack him. For they think he's stuff. a right right winger. I know, and he's not. He's not at all. No, if you listen, actually listen to his show, right. he's actually the other way. Right. But he talks. He's really more just flat out common sense. He right. goes both ways, which well, I think most people. That's how most people I think are. One of the other thing, he's he's also. You're you're right, and I, I think he he also. He is against anybody being censored. 
So if he's more likely to have you on his show, if he if you're being censored by Twitter or or, or YouTube or right. one of the major media, oh, because that's... he doesn't the idea that in this country that you can be actually be restricted from talking is is so counter to what he believes in that he's going to give you the platform, and it turns right. out, and then his platform is actually. Enormous. It's massive. He had Bernie Sanders on and yeah, Tulsi Gabbard and like all these people that are running for president. I mean, right. it is nuts. Now that's and, what and people are like. Well, well you shouldn't even push, give them a platform. Now, it's like why? Wait, you can't you can't make a decision for yourself. You well, there there is there is a case to be made for deplatforming certain when it is dangerous. Like and and there is you can make a case for it. I don't want to talk about it. Right. So there are probably times where it is dangerous for people to say like especially it's like and the reason being and I think it. I want to tangentially kind of apply it to like our Facebook discussion. You take people who aren't equipped to deal with certain information necessarily, and and I don't know how to put it. It gets misconstrued, and and people will take a, take a message and go, "Well, that means this," <laughs> and really the the message is way more complex, and and. And that can be, and that's maybe a case where you could say, well, maybe that person doesn't need to be out there. But that, right, it's way more complicated, technical than that. And so, um, but yeah, he's, and that's what's cool about him is he's really, really, uh, he's just not afraid to have anybody on. I mean, and and I think that speaks to his following. I, I don't think it stopped growing in no. the nine years. I mean, did you listen to? Ari Shafir's episode he had on with he had Red Band on and they talked about the early days of Rogan. No, it's, no, it's really good. It like invigorates you because that was when kind of we were getting started right after that. Oh yeah, right, the early right. days, and um, about sort of the pirate radio idea of it. And we're just we're just putting our stuff out there. We don't care. You can do whatever you want, man. Yeah, you know, like it's fine. And and uh, it was cool to listen to him and they they rehash a lot of it because I mean I I remember jumping on and listening to Rogan like when it was like Red Band and it was the Fleshlight days if you will yeah. right and the old Kevin Smith his... stuff and all that like it's it was that was the early origins and to to think of that he's having legitimate pre- presidential candidates on like the on his show right. now is, is insane so sure is well good for him i mean he's getting like i don't know like a i think he's getting like 10 million Hits a month or I mean, it's, it's, oh, that's I'm, probably gonna, small. That's probably going to say per episode. It's maybe. probably yeah. It, it's, so, but I, yeah, I, that, and it's funny because I brought up Ari. That's that's another Ari Shafir. That's another show that I constantly listen to. Yeah, um, certain ones I don't, you know, I don't always go for, but you know, I I enjoy it. I kind of like when uh, when Rogan has on the, well. I'm I'm not as fa- big of a fan when he does the other com- comedians because they they have a tendency just to talk shop. Yeah, and so I don't really get into that so much. But I like when he has like the one about the Malcolm Gladwell, Malcolm Gladwell, yeah. or the guy who the game warden mm. who has to track down. You know, listen to that one; it's fantastic. <laughs> the illicit uh, Mexican cartels. How, how did a guy who was who's just going to go write tickets for not having a fishing license all, all of a sudden, sudden going down. to war? Yeah, going to war with the cartels. Yeah, that's... and it's it's a legit problem that happened, and this guy is at the forefront, like at the at the you know, wow. And I yeah, wow. that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I got for pot talk. Huh? Oh, um, 
What was I going to say? Oh, so I, I, I did bring up Marin earlier. Actually, he had John Goodman. He had Woody Harrelson on, too. I'll have to listen. I haven't listened to Marin in a while. He had Rachel Maddow on, too. <laughs> a lot of good ones. Um, yeah. So I, I, I always... I'm always kind of out there. I, I don't have as much time to listen as I used to, which is... So yeah. I always like try to make them count. It's like you said, you don't you want to get you know kind of uh, you more out of your pod. You're not just going to just as yeah. try those little nonsense. <laughs> maybe try to get as much, but I've been listening to more music lately too. Actually, so I have too. You've turned me on to Sturgill. Uh, did I? Yeah, <laughs> so I enjoy. I like Sturgill. Cool. Um, well, I don't know if you got tickets. He's Sturgill. Sturgill. Uh, no, we should try to set something Sturgill up. Sturgill and uh, Tyler Childers. Tyler Childers coming to United Center. Uh, they're going to Madison, too. Are they? Oh, that'd be more fun to see I him up there. I think I'd rather see him in Madison. Yeah, I would rather see him there, we too. We should get tickets. That would be fun. See, I want to see it. that. There's a bunch of concerts. Like, Amanda wants to go. There's a bunch of country concerts she wants to go see, like Blake Shelton. Then I want to go see Dead Moss. I don't know how you say Dead Mouse, Bed Moss, yeah. the DJ. But uh, I can't get anybody to go see that. That's like hardcore trance. So I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to... Where's that? That's uh, Navy Pier. Okay. So that'll be... Uh, is it summertime or when is it? No, it's like late winter. So I'm not quite sure what the venue is. I've never seen a show at Navy Pier. I don't know what that is. Like la, 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 uh, something island? I don't know. Oh, okay. Northerly I, island? <laughs> you oh. got me. The, 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 I'd, I'd, I'd be up for anything. There's so. a lot of good shows coming up to the Chicagoland area. So, <laughs> well, be, but that's cool. Sturgill's coming to Madison. I, I like the new album too. It's weird, but I like it. So, I tried to get my brother on it, but I don't think he gave it a chance. So, I think he needs. Which to, one did you? Which one did you? Try I told him. <laughs> I told him to start with the not the new one. The second to new. Yeah. One. Okay. Good. Good choice. Because he can. So you work the middle. Yeah. He can go country. Or he can go whatever this new one is because I don't even know how to define the new. Well, one. I think Sturgill and his whole band was on uh, Rogan. Yeah, they were. I he he called it like a party techno party album. Like kind of, he had a weird. It was a weird description for it. Not completely accurate, actually. Well, it's it. definitely not. It's not, not what, like, like any of ones. his other ones. Right. No, I think for sure. he, he earlier in his career actually said like, "I'm going to do five records and then that's it." Really. Which I, I find that hard to believe because he's not much older than us, if if, if at all. Um, so he's got his I, own song at uh, Waffle Houses. <laughs> Are you That's serious? another one of these YouTube things going down the YouTube train. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I watched some. I watched Sturgill on. I watched him on. He was on SNL, so I watched okay. that, and then it started recommending other Sturgill Simpson stuff. And one of them was when he was on. Uh, what's his name? Who took over for David Letterman? Uh, another Daily Show alum, Colbert. Colbert. He was on there, and they went to a Waffle House and recorded their own song, which is now on all the Waffle House, like they DJ. Played, they play play it in the jukeboxes. It, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's I don't know. I don't know if with, with age because I I never really thought I'd go. I I'm I mean, I hesitant to say <laughs> it's country, but no, it's country. Yeah. So I should give you shit for that because you you like country now. I'm okay with He's that. He's totally. Country. Well, I never, I never was anti. I was anti like oh, some of it, I guess, because. But yeah, it, I'm into it. I've been into. I mean, this goes back three or four years, probably. Well, three years, ish, two and a half, three years of. Yeah, so I just got, I, I, I like turtles just, all the way down. I mean, I like that one. Um, Meta modern sounds, country music. I, I like that one, and then right when the that that third album came out, 
and then got into that one and realized like I was like, well, I don't know. I first listened to it, and that's how you know it's good. Like the first time you listen to it, you're like, I don't know, guys. It's pretty weird. <laughs> it's kind of like a Radiohead album. Where yeah. you're like, okay, I guess I'll try it again. And then you listen to it again, and you're like, it's pretty good. Yeah. And, and then since. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. And then just, um, I mean, Gary Clark Jr., have you done that? Good stuff. Your brother what kind of like is that, that similar? It's more blues, actually. I like, like real blues. riffy electrical guitar. Okay. Yeah, we're white boys. We like electric, <laughs> we like electric guitar. It turns out. So that one's that was pretty. That's pretty good. So that was what just the last couple of days what I've been doing, and then Tyler Childers too, which is even more country than Tyler Childers. So. Yeah, I, I like it. There's one song in particular that I really like. Uh, I would play it right now, but. We, we can't do that. The all yarn one? I don't know. It's not the one you sent me, oh. which is a good video. Yeah, it's, it's great It's very video. trippy. I was nominated for something, that best country performance or something. He wow. Got, yeah, Tyler. So, but yeah, that, the whole, the, that record's solid straight through, I think, which is my favorite thing. If, if you can play an album from start to finish. And there's that the, you know there's uh, not that. enough of that anymore. No. I even he, like the new Flaming Lips album, the one that came out this year. I think is pretty cool. But. The uh, that like because I, I, I'm on Spotify, so Friday is New Music Friday. So Friday morning, every Friday morning, I go on to see what's the new music, what's the latest releases. They'll also give you the latest releases based on your musical preferences. So I always hit that up. But God, so often. People just release singles, yeah, and they don't even release a full album, right? And no, no thought just, at all to they, that. They, We're they, old. They might. I know. Is that an old thought? No, like I, a, I, I don't. Well, for, it probably is. Yeah. I mean, we're. Um, I saw something recently. We're not millennials, and we're not Gen Xers. We're Zennials. Because we're right in between. Yeah. Yeah. Because we didn't really have, like, we weren't. We had computers, but not really. We didn't really get cell phones until we were like college age, and I never actually got a cell phone until I graduated college. So, like, we're definitely not like. We so I, up, I actually buy into that theory. We 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 grew up when you had to sit there and wait five minutes to look at a porno picture. <laughs> right. Picture. Just to download a the picture. Jenny, yeah, Jenny McCarthy go, and play. Yeah. Jenny McCarthy, line by line. Yeah, it would it take totally five minutes. Too. Oh yeah, <laughs> line by line to see that image. Oh yeah. yeah. Print that baby in a, a dot matrix print. It'll take a long time to print and use a lot of ink. Don't let your ma find it. All right. Yep. <laughs> Prior to the days of Pornhub. Right. Oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> Come on, you know you watch it. Everybody Sorry, does. this is not appropriate on a on a, a very serious show we had earlier, but that's true. Oh, either way, it was a lot of good stuff going on out there right now. So I'm I'm looking forward to the holidays and. You got, any, you got any good presents coming to your way, or are you just no. looking forward to buying cool ones for your kids? I don't even, none of the above. I don't know. I'm not You're even right. thinking I'm about it. I'm kind of in the same mode. I'm, I don't, yeah, I'm content, honestly. Right. Yeah. Same here. But it's always fun. Mm hmm. So, right. That's fun when the, they're little and they, it's like the thrill of it. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess that's about it. Mm hmm. I think we did good. Yeah, thanks again to Steve coming on the show. Coming on the show, Steve Stout, Star of Rock Murders. I don't know. It's hard to follow that up. That was a seriously compelling interview, and I hope everybody everybody's talking about it. It's something, well, everybody will be. It's all over so. the place. I, it was, it was um, when I, when I, I, a few people at work today, I was like, hey, Uyghur got 
paroled. Like, yeah. No way. Yeah. So it was a genuine no way too. So. No, my Amanda, my wife, she she messaged me right away because Steve did was a photographer mm-hmm. at my wedding, and she told me she's like I talked to him for a while at the wedding all about that. It's yeah. Like I was, re- she was really into it for a while. So she's been she messaged me right away about it. So mm. yeah, it worked out great. So glad we could have him on. And that's about it. Uh, I got nothing else. Ivypod.com, everybody. Yep. You know where to find us. Radium City Beers. Radium City Beers. Cold. Sure. That's it. Yep. Thanks, guys. Adios.